Podcast. This is the solo episode number 12, where I will be reviewing the book by Peter Thiel called Zero to One. And I'm really excited, guys, to share this one because this is one of my favorite books. It's been written in early 2000s. Uh, I really like what Peter is communicating here. There are some aspects that have been outdated by now because it is a business book, but there is a lot of messages that Peter is trying to communicate that are still super relevant today. And I think you'll find them also interesting. So the first thing first is vertical progress versus horizontal progress. Vertical progress means essentially that when you have a solution and then another solution comes out that is 100 times better, that is a vertical progress. So when we had BlackBerry, we had phones with physical keyboard, then the iPhone came out and, and really changed the way that smartphone was used uh, and was built. That was a vertical progress. And anything else before we had those incremental changes from 2005 to 2006, those were horizontal changes, horizontal progress. And what Peter argues is that in the future, we're gonna see a lot more of the vertical progress uh, happening and that will completely transform the way that technology is being used right now because each change is so huge, so dramatic. And you could tell, right? You could tell you take 4G, you take the 5G with a 4G phone, you're getting right now about 180 megabits per second. With the 5G phone, you're getting about 1800 or 2000 megabits per second. So going from 200 to 2000, uh, that is pretty extraordinary. And we're gonna get that in 2020. So you could tell how that's gonna change a lot going forward. Ideology of competition, what Peter's talking about is it's so much better to avoid competition because if you are competing, you have to spend more energy, you have to spend more cost, you have to cut costs sometimes. So you don't really necessarily win. It cuts into the profits. It's, it's you have to battle for customers. So he prefers the way to avoid competition. And the way that he talks about it is you want to build a company like Apple or Google or Amazon, uh, the companies that are, as Peter says, monopolies. So monopoly is the company that is so far ahead that nobody really can touch them. And there are a few characteristics of building a monopoly. And the first one is network effects. Uh, and network effects is, and Peter brings an example of Facebook and LinkedIn, and PayPal, by the way, was, a was that too, is the more people join the network, the more valuable it becomes, and the further it enhances the position of that company. Economies of scale, super important, especially in software, because the cost of serving another customer is basically almost zero. And then the branding. How do you build a brand as strong as, as Apple? And so how do you actually build a monopoly? So what Peter suggests is there are a few things. You start with a small, well-defined target market and target demographics, which is clustered in a small geographical area. So it's much easier to start with a small target audience rather than a large market. In large market, they usually come with cutthroat competition and it's much better not to compete. So like, and he gives an example of, hey, Amazon started by selling books. So um, that is um, one way to do it. And another way is to say that you are not trying to disrupt anything because he says that if a company is coming out and they say, oh, we're just gonna disrupt something, then they attract attention and disruption really, um, and regulators. I really like his point about luck. 
like he says, there's no such thing as luck. And in other words, everyone is as lucky as everyone else. You get luckier by working harder and smarter. Um, I know it's a simple message, but as we know, it is really important. Another thing that he touches on is co-founders and co-founders is like a marriage. Uh, you would not want to start a company with a stranger. And complementary skills and personalities of founders really matter. But how well founders know each other and how well they work together matters as much. So founders should share a prehistory before they start a company together. Otherwise, they're just rolling dice. Then a few thoughts on the boardroom of the startup. And the smaller the board, it's easier it is for directors to communicate, reach consensus, and exercise over and to, to exercise oversight. However, the very effective nature of a small board also means that the board can oppose management quite easily. So when assembling a small board, you really need to pick your directors carefully because each director matters and even one can give you a lot of headache and jeopardize company's future. So a board of three is really ideal for private companies. If you want to reign free in a dictatorial style, bloat your board to a massive size which gives you full autonomy. If you want to have an effective board, you want to keep it small. A note on sales. Best sales is hidden because people don't like the idea of being sold something and people want to make their own decisions and exercise their right to choose. Hence, we rarely see any mentions of sales in salespeople's title. And if you haven't mentioned something but you haven't figured out a way to distribute it, you have a bad business on your hands and you should treat distribution as a fundamental part of your business as I'm sure uh, you guys will know as well. And lastly, this is on Founder's Paradox. I absolutely love it. I think this is so true. Seeing some founders that I was able, to, uh, I had an opportunity to meet and to talk and observe, startup founders tend to have extreme character qualities. This might be due to some form of law of attraction. If you have extreme character qualities, you'll find yourself in the company of such people, which will further enhance those extreme qualities. Founders might seem poor, and rich, genius, and idiot, or hero, and villain at the same time. That's the paradox of being a founder. So to be tolerant of the extreme qualities of founders, that's how they, they can lead companies beyond mere incrementalism. So that's Peter Thiel, uh, Zero to One. Highly encourage you guys to check it out. There's, these are some of the thoughts uh, from the extracts that I liked from the book. Uh, you should definitely check it out. It's available on Audible, I believe. Uh, and you can obviously buy one if you want. It's one of those books that's worth coming back to at some point because each time you read it, you will get a different context. In a different context, you will get a different meaning and different insights. So if you guys liked it, let me know. Send me a message on LinkedIn. I have a link below, right um, below the, the episode in the show notes. Or you can send me an email at sergeyross.live at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Uh, and if you have any books you guys want to, me to review, you can send them my way and I will look into them. But otherwise, thanks guys for listening. I will see you in the next episode.